Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I can't wait to introduce to you Marianne Tippett. Marianne Tippett writes uplifting fiction from her home in Ottawa. She has a Doctor of Jurisprudence from Indiana University, and after writing and publishing novels that she wrote in three days, such as Clara and the Pig, Finding Clara, and Pairs with Pino, she published her first nonfiction guide on writing, How to Write a Novel in Three Days, The Zone Method. Let's dive into the pond and meet Marianne. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Marianne Tippett. Marianne, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jen. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. I think we are going to have so much fun. And I would love to start by asking you, how did you get into writing? So a very good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I've writing has, I can't remember to be honest when I didn't write. Um, I think before I figured out that I could write, um, I did a lot of talking to myself. And then once I realized what a pen can do in paper, um, that became my way of just expressing myself. And so, you know, I wrote a lot of angsty poems in high school and, you know, any feeling that crossed my way. And, and then I started to notice in, um, in school that uh, writing, I seemed to do well in writing related tasks without a whole lot of effort. And from there, um, I think I always wanted to be a novelist. You know, a lot of people, with your background, especially think, okay, you start with a short story and then you, you know, here's the progression, but I didn't want to do all that. I wanted to be a novelist. Um, so I just put that on the back burner and uh, went on with my education and, and all that. And then it wasn't until there's something about turning 50, I think that makes you go. So am I doing all the, have I done all the things I want to do in life? And that's when I realized, no, I actually do need to write a novel because that's what I want to do. So I, that may not be exactly what you asked me, but that's the journey of my writing. <laughs> I love that though, because like you, I mean, I would write different stories, different poems or what have you, or thoughts that I had in, in high school. I, I would journal. I'm a, I believe in journaling. It's, it's such a, a cathartic process, I think, but like, I was the kid in college who, whenever it was here, turn in a paper, I would turn in a paper any day, twice if you need me to, just to get out of a standardized test, because I hate standardized tests, but I could me write too. a paper, I could do essays better, and I'd sit there with the dictionary and look and say, that looks like a good word to incorporate, I don't know what that means, but now that I know what it means, I could figure out how to work it into this paper, so I understand that, that, that interest with writing and figuring out, like, where could this go, but not really knowing what to do with it immediately too, in some ways. Right, right. So how did you decide that? So I know your background has some law in it, but does mm -hmm. that show up in some things that you write or has that helped in your writing? Another great question. <laughs> uh, because I've given a lot of thought to that. Like, why did I go the lawyer route when maybe I should have done journalism or something like that? Um, but I think I was meant to go the lawyer route because writing can be so chaotic and, you know, without rules, right? You're just writing what your emotions are or what the universe seems to be telling you. But law school really helped me to uh, 
organize thoughts and to, and to understand that you can still write creatively, but there are also parameters within you can within writing creatively. And uh, that really helped me just to have understand there are templates for everything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so as far as writing goes, one uh, law school is all about writing. You know, you you write your exams, you write your big paper at the end. Um, there's also some standing up and talking, which I never felt comfortable doing. Does anybody feel comfortable doing that? Uh, but it also helped me with that because I'm like, okay, I can do this because here's what you do. X, Y, and Z. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But I, like you said, like whether or not the universe helps with something with it, I think it does. And I also think that it, you kind of have breadcrumbs that come along and it seems to me that these were breadcrumbs that kind of helped to lead you to where you're going and where you want to be, where you are going towards. I think that that's such a beautiful thing. What, um, so I know that you are multi-genre, you have some books that are fiction and they're uplifting, but they were also inspired from probably a really challenging time. Would you please talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm glad you picked up on uplifting. I try to make books uplifting because I don't enjoy reading downer, hopeless books. <laughs> and, so, right. and I truly believe that no matter what you're going through, there's some silver lining somewhere. And I want people to be able to um, escape from whatever they're dealing with, but also um, resonate with it. So I guess that's where that comes from. But uh, to answer your question, so I've written, I guess four works of fiction now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the very first book I wrote, uh, Clara and Pig, was inspired by my mother who, uh, who my sister and I realized was struggling with memory issues and all that like several years ago. And there's been a bit of a progression. But one of the things I found interesting is my reaction to what was happening with my mom versus my sister. And I felt like, um, I could see it was a very frightening thing that my mom was going through and, and, you know, all those horrible things. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I could also feel the spirit of her. And, you know, we would laugh. And I found the laughter was a connection. And I just really wanted to be able to figure out what it would be like from her perspective. You know, she's sort of realizing I don't always remember stuff. But at the same time, still her personality. And um, so that's why I wrote Claire and Pig. I thought I have to get inside her brain and try and figure out what it's like from her perspective. And so I think the book that I ended up writing is not necessarily hopeless. Um, it kind of ends in a hopeless place, but with a optimistic bent. So that, that was Claire and Pig. Yeah, and it to me, it sounds like um, it was a way for as a, almost like a form of healing. It sounds like in it, even though it was fiction and mm -hmm. it's based on something real happening for you, there was still a cathartic process and not almost a different way of journaling because you were able to escape in some ways because Clara and Pig, this is a world that they're, that they're working through, that this is space that you're creating, but in the same breath, it was helping you to process something that was pretty you know, challenging and, and in some ways really sad. So I, 
I think it's beautiful that you found an outlet and in a way that would also be helpful to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I, I was frankly, I've been kind of blown away by how much that book resonates with people because it was my first attempt. And yet I still have people talking to me about dementia and people that they know who had it and, um, and what resonated with them in that book. So yeah, thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you, when you were working, when, well, as you had the, the story completed, you know, when you were realizing this is a story that I want to have published, this is one that I'm ready for it to be shared with others. Did you have a target reader in mind or was it still more of a, I'm going to call it a passion, a passion project for you to say, I've written this story. I really want to see it get published. And I just want to see what happens and put it out there. Or was there also an extension of, and I know who this reader is and I hope it connects to them. Hmm, that's a, another really great question. <laughs> um, because it ties in a few things. One is the, um, that imposter syndrome that I think all of us face as, as authors. Like this is yeah. my very first book. Yeah. So there's a part of me that of course went, who am I? Who am I to write this book? And there's also the uh, sensitivity part of it where I, it, it's not my mother's story, but it's inspired by her. And, you know, am I doing her a disservice somehow by, by putting this on paper? Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I guess that's, um, I so there are a few things going on. The other thing is the being over 50. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, I meant to write a book. I've written a book I feel passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel like who cares other than me, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there because it's, it's, I, I'm happy with the story. It's a story that reflects what I set out to do. So yeah, a lot of things went into that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Did you, when you did face to your point, a form of imposter syndrome. And I think that that kind of, that can happen in this space. Sometimes it's a matter of just getting started and getting your thoughts initially onto paper. Sometimes it's after it's written and you're going, <laughs> who am I to get this out into the world? And then it's, oh, I've, I, I got it published. Oh, now you want me to talk about it. What? <laughs> so all it kind of shows up in different spaces because kind of like that new level, new devil idea and that new devil presents itself like, really? <laughs> But I look at it that it's, it wasn't, that story was given to you so that you could help share it, that you could help write this message because you might help somebody and you might not ever realize that you did. And I, mm -hmm. I love this. I love the idea of what you created in this. So whenever you faced Im imposter syndrome, whenever you faced that voice of going, really, <laughs> how did you? How did you overcome that? Was, was there something in particular that you did to overcome that? Well, as far as making the decision to publish, I'm not sure what got me over that hurdle other than, um, you know, I've, this is from my heart and I'm proud of it and I should put it out there um, mm -hmm. regardless of how shy I feel about it. Um, but um, the other thing that 
I think really helps with imposter syndrome. And that this is like a shameless plug for my most recent book. But I, I attempted to write novels many times in my life. And, you know, I, raising children was a big um, priority for me. And I found I couldn't do both. I couldn't like put my whole heart into raising kids and also write some phenomenal novel. It just never happened. So when I finally got into a place in my life where I thought, okay, the kids are reasonably um, self-sufficient and reasonably <laughs> it's like a big gap there between what's reasonable and what's not. But anyway, they're reasonably self-sufficient. Um, I have no more excuses. So I had always wanted to join, to compete in this um, write a novel in three days contest. Okay. That, that happens in Canada every year for 44 years. I'd seen some blurb about it ages ago. And I, and so I sat down with my husband one day and I said, I need you to like do all the things that I usually do for three days because I, I really want to take part in this contest. And, um, and so that, I don't know what made me think that that was the way I needed to go. I just knew it was something I had to do. That contest made me realize if I have to sit and focus on one thing for three days, I will actually get it done. And it reminded me of all those high school essays I wrote at two in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, and I thought, okay, so this is the only way I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> so that's why I'm a big advocate for this three day writing concept, because I feel like after talking to so many writers, um, I've come to the conclusion that I am so not alone. So many people get stymied in their creativity by um, feeling like, who am I? Or, oh my gosh, this is, this is not good writing, what I'm putting down here, or this is embarrassing. And it's not until you have a deadline and a great idea that you can actually produce your best work. So yes, you're speaking such a love language to me because there are so many times that I, you know, I will never forget. I had a plot, uh, there was a scholarship that I was interested in for college and I had plenty of time to work on this, this essay to write and nothing kept, I, I, no idea was hitting, nothing was really speaking to me. And then one day in chorus, the idea hit and oh, by the way, it was the, day before it was due but the idea hit during chorus you know class so I wrote down enough of it to get started so I wouldn't forget the thought and then I'm giving it to my parents that night going hey can you read this because I have to submit it to my like really <laughs> like yeah but it, it ended up helping me earn a scholarship or a partial scholarship for school which was great but to your point that deadline really helped <laughs> oh for sure but I love yeah, it just really makes your brain go where it needs to go like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it does and and it also helps you to say look this is important if this is that important and this date is important then let's let's figure this out i can figure this out it it's doable it doesn't have to be 100 percent perfect we're not looking for the final draft we're looking for a really good solid draft to work with and that to me is powerful because sometimes it's also giving yourself permission to say, are you trying to perfect this stone all in one sitting versus saying, give yourself permission to go through it multiple times, go through it, write it, go back through it again, 
go back through it again. And yeah, you could call that editing. The other part of it could be saying, I know I need more here. Just put a little note and just keep writing because I'll come back and I'll add where I need, or I've gone crazy over here. Maybe I need to refine this a little bit. Don't worry about it. Just keep on going so that you have something versus sitting there with looking at the blinking cursor at you going, there's nothing there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've really hit an excellent point about that part that makes you just keep going because I had never experienced it before having to write it in three days. You know, we're, there's that part a lot of writers refer to as the muddled middle part of the book where you're sort of floundering trying to come up with good ideas of how to tie the beginning and the ending together. And I struggle with that every three day novel I write. But if you just walk away and go, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Eventually it'll just leave your head altogether and you'll just abandon it, or I would just abandon it. So it really taught me to just sit there, be present in that middle, middle, understand it may not be your best writing ever, but you, you're not going to finish this if you don't get through it. And that was very helpful. So, you know what that reminds me of? So I had a, a bookmark that I just totally loved. And on the front of it is this little, like, it looks like a Turkish rug. You know, it, it looks really very pretty. Every single piece is right in the right spot. This pattern is intricate. It's gorgeous. It's like, oh my gosh, how did this get created? And on the back, it looks like, oh my gosh, this looks like a lot of thread just got barfed on itself because it just <laughs> looks so awful. And it's like, it. how in the world can you have this gorgeous, intricate, very precise design on one side and on the back, it looks like, are you kidding? How did you get from point A to point B with that on the back? But that's the whole point is that it's not a straight shot. It's not always easy to get there. And it does take perseverance to keep going and to keep working through it because the end will end up really beautiful if you just keep going and you just keep showing up and doing the work. Absolutely. So, so talk mm -hmm. to me about how you made the shift or made a shift, if you will, between fiction and nonfiction and your new book. Okay, well, um, that was an interesting progression because once I realized I could churn out a novel in three days. Um, and, you know, I figured out how to do publishing. I figured out how to find editors like you and realized that editing is probably the most important part of this whole process, by the way. Um, once I did that, I thought, you know, is there something I can share? Because there is a, there are a lot of writers out there who've been through what I've been through. And, um, what have I learned? What do I, what do, what have I learned that might benefit someone? And I, this three-day novel writing process had been something that I kept researching because I couldn't figure out how it worked. I thought, you know, I tried all those times to write novels and it wasn't working. That this is the thing that did it. Why? Like, why me? And so I started connecting with other other three-day novelists, people who'd won the contest, people who do it, you know, every year and, you know, online on social media and got to be friends with them. And then I came across on podcast, like several podcasts, these books that people are writing about deep focus and, um, and how you can do your best work in a shorter amount of time uh, than people realize and those kind of things. So I pulled together all those resources and I thought, 
okay, so this is something I can share with people. I can, sh I can show them that three-day writing is a vehicle for channeling sort of your best self and getting that product down on paper. And here's why. All these researchers who are way smarter than me have looked into this kind of thing and understand why this deep focus thing churns out good stuff. Um, so that's why I decided I had to write this novel about three-day novel writing. And it was a little bit painful for me to do it because uh, here I had been um, walking the walk of the what I'm preaching now of I only write novels over a three-day period. It's not, I don't think it's possible to write a nonfiction book in three days. That's basically <laughs> what I came down to. I tried to do it <laughs> during the three, during the NaNoWriMo where writers every year try to commit to writing a novel in 30 days. I thought 30 days, I can do that. It was just a whole bunch of hodgepodge of notes put together at the end of it. And so um, it was painful for me because I couldn't just look at this beautiful first draft at the, you know, that's like a complete living thing practically, and then just try to finesse it. I had all these notes and random thoughts and had to put it into some sequence. So um, all that to say, it wasn't that much fun to put together until the very end when I finally got to a place where I'm like, okay, just what are the essential parts of this that I want to communicate? There's four things. And stop looking at your research, stop looking at all these quotes you want to use and just write from my perspective um, why these things are important. And then it all fell together. So um, do I want to be a nonfiction writer? No, <laughs> not really. But I'm very grateful that I did it because I've had so many people that I didn't even know were following me or knew about this book contact me and say, I'm definitely getting your book because I'm stuck on, on a novel I'm writing right now and I, or I really want to write a novel someday. So that makes me feel very happy that um, that initial impulse that this is something people should know about was right. There, people do want to know about this kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. But it also shows that you, like you said, you walked your talk. This wasn't something that you just decided like, oh, this sounds like a great idea to do. This was, I've, I've done this and I've done it again. And I realized this is something that I can, it can help more people. And I'm also doing, I'm still doing my own work. So, I mean, to me, I think that that's awesome because it's really hard to teach something if you don't understand it and you don't really appreciate all of what goes into that because you're meeting people at different levels of where they are and when they're reading your book they're figuring they're figuring out okay this is what she's teaching this is what i i can do this too she's also modeling the very thing that she's teaching so if she can do it i have a chance to be able to do this too and i i think that that's awesome i personally think it's brilliant that you did that so i mean Aww, really so it, well you. it is because you're showing what's possible and you you have done it and then you mm -hmm. can also whenever you need to say this is this is how this helped me in this phase of this book or this is how this helped me during this part i think that that was spot on to do and i'm glad you received such good feedback because i mean that means it's helping and that's exactly 
that's exactly what you wanted to do to be of service. It is. And that's actually the biggest payoff, right? Mm -hmm. To just know that, um, that it's helping someone. Uh, I have a really good friend. I uh, just went to dinner last night and, and she is not a writer. She just retired, but she got this idea in her head and I was telling her, you know, just write it down, you know, like you don't have to overthink it. She wrote it down and we looked at it over dinner and it's such a great idea. And her first attempt at it is so her voice and so lovely. And it, I was just like, oh my God. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah. is, but that to me is just confirmation, if you will. Look, yes. at, it shows that what you wrote is it's going to help people, and it is helping people. Oh, Mary and I love that so much, so so much. <laughs> so, do you have any more books coming down the pike that are modeling the this three day zone method? Um. Well, yes. So I, the last three-day novel contest I participated in, I wanted to write, I figured out that rom-coms are sort of my favorite thing. They're just Good. the happily ever after, the funny parts that, I don't know what it is. There's something about the rom-com that I just love. So uh, I wanted to experiment with that again. And, um, and the book that I wrote for the contest this year, I'm very happy with it takes place in a town that's that's warm yet is obsessed with Christmas and uh, <laughs> nice you know, and it's one of those sort of enemies to lovers where the guy next door is like the Mr. Darcy grouchy guy and then you know Miss Sunshine is two doors down so it's kind of embraces all those things I like about rom-coms and uh and it ended up the way I hoped it would end up so the worst part, the wor so the worst part about, about um, the three-day novel contest is it takes a while for all those judges to read things. So you really do have to wait almost a year before you hear if your book's going to win. And in the meantime, you can't really publish it because if you publish it, then you can't win. Ah, okay. <laughs> and not that I think that I'll win this one, but, you know, I'd, I'd hate to like feel like I could have and I went ahead and published it so that one I'm very proud of cool um, well yeah. I cannot wait for you to ultimately share whatever this magical manuscript is well but thank I, you I do have a question for you though so okay. to your point about the contest did you have to have like a cover design already and like a book blurb some of the things that do go into getting the book published do you have to have all of that like a almost like it's packaged and ready to go to hit publish when you submit it, or are you submitting a manuscript that still has those pieces left to, to do? I'm pr pretty sure most people uh, go with the latter okay. because the whole point of the contest is really not about publishing your own work. It's about um, taking this idea you have that you just can't shake and and staying with it for three days. So people who turn this in, from what I can tell, you, they they try to, we try to give ourselves time at the end to edit so that it's not like a mess. Um, but other than that, that's the best you can do, right? Get a story out, make sure it's actually readable. And then that's all there is. And But there is something very unique about these three-day novels that win because they, so the, 
the grand prize is you get published by this publishing company called Anvil in Vancouver. Nice. And the, the things they publish are, it, it's very clear that they try to preserve that three-day mindset. So they don't try to turn it into some, you know, bigger thing that it is. They just, they just make sure that it's, you know, it's readable. Somebody can read it and understand the thread. So they end up being very almost artistic books where people, where you can, you just get lost in it almost like a poem because yeah. you can see that this person just, you know, just went from beginning to end and where the minds go, it's crazy. Um, so, so no, as far as I know, people don't have that mindset of, I know the blurb, I know what the cover's gonna look like and all that stuff. Now in this book that I just wrote though, um, I, because I love learning new things. That's part of what being an indie author means to me is I get to learn. And I, I started coming up with cover concepts just through this um, app that I have just for fun. Cause I'm like, I wrote this book. I think it's gonna called, be called Love Actuary. And then I tried to put together a little cover concept of what that might look like. And, and, and I could see that people were really resonating with the cover. So that was fun. So maybe someday I'll be a cover artist, but um, yeah. So, but other than that, no, people don't, don't approach it, blurb, cover. <laughs> no, that's that good to know that. though. That's good to know. Yeah. So to kind of, again, setting that expectation of what you're going to be turning in and knowing how far you need to have your piece ready. So yeah, I, I hope you win. Oh my gosh, that is so, so <laughs> cool. So I'm so excited for you. That's so fun. But I love, I, I really love the fact that you found a way that feels good. You found mm -hmm. a genre that feels amazing, but yet you still branched out and tried something different. And it still aligns with the bigger picture of what you're doing. And that's, to me, that bigger thread is such a cool thing because it allows versatility as well as staying connected in all the different pieces right and that's that's a really good message that that i'd like for people to understand too what so one of the things that's great about this three-day novel writing method is if you have a genre you want to uh experiment with you it's really not a huge sacrifice to take three days and try to churn out something in that genre i i tried to tackle historical fiction in three days that was a disaster, but at least I know that now. Um, and I tried to tackle a murder mystery, uh, a cozy murder mystery that was is a, a disaster. Uh, so I've learned that like, and then I, I attempted a romantic comedy and I ended up on the short list for the contest when I did that. So that's probably my forte, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't experimented. And sometimes it's hard to experiment when you think, okay, do I want to devote a year of my life to churn out this novel that may end up going nowhere? But if you, if you only do it in three days, then why not? I love that so, so much. Marianne, thank you so much. This has just been such a joy and I'm so happy you've been on the show. Thank you, thank you. How can people connect with you and where can they get your books? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun and uh, I've really enjoyed my time chatting with you. Uh, and I can be found on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my name is Mary Ann Tippett and on Instagram, it's Mary Ann Tippett. 
uh, and on Twitter, it's Marianne Tip. And uh, you can also find my website at MarianneTippett.ca. Uh, and that's where you'll find uh, books that I've reviewed, recipes I've shared, and some and books that I've written. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Marianne. You're welcome. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.